Opinions and ideas expressed in the following Moraine Valley Broadcast Channel recording are those of its creators and do not represent the views of Moraine Valley Community College. Hello, everyone. Good morning. Today's topic on this podcast is gender segregation. No, no, no. I know. I know it sounds like, whoa. In our culture today, this idea is slowly becoming less and less popular. But sometimes the effects of this can actually be positive and contrary to popular belief, not sexist. This effect is demonstrated the most in women's colleges. And women's colleges are exactly like what they sound. A all-women college or university. They've been around since the 1800s and they actually still exist. And for those who are women and do plan on going to college, it's an option worth exploring. And for those that aren't women going to college, well, you might know women that are going to college. And it's also important for you to learn why all gender colleges or co-ed sometimes actually don't work out for women too well. So I'll start with the foundation of the main women's colleges, the Seven Sisters. Move on until move on until how women's colleges are relating to gender now in the 21st century, and then lastly discuss about how students in those colleges who are majoring in STEM are doing. So to begin with the first U.S. women's college, Mount Holyoke, that was established in 1837. So according to the website itself, Mount Holyoke states that they were the first of the seven sisters the female equivalent of the once predominantly male Ivy League. And obviously this is true. Women weren't accepted to these kind of prestigious universities like Harvard, Stanford, etc. when they first came up, which led to the creation of the Seven Sisters. And the Seven Sisters are really a group of, or was as Mount Seven Sisters are a group, or as Mount Holyoke states, a consortium of prestigious East Coast liberal arts colleges for women, including themselves, Mount Holyoke, Vassar, Smith, Wellesley, Bryn Mawr, Barnard, and Radcliffe Colleges. They are, as I like to call them, uh, Ivy League's twin sisters. Right now, there's only five out of the seven that are still women's colleges because Vassar and Radcliffe rejected their titles and became co-ed in the 1900s. So while these colleges are not necessarily the first to admit women, they are the first to be prestigious universities like Harvard and Stanford for women. And yes, this goes back to all the way we were, uh, um, ugh. So of course, this is a really old idea. And so you might be wondering, how does this relate to the modern concept of gender? Because gender as we know it is changing. Transgender people exist. Non-binary people exist. How would, they ex how would they actually exist in this sort of single gender environment? And so gender now is not seen as binary, not seen as a synonym for biological sex. A lot of it is changing and now we see these concepts, a lot of people see these concepts as spectrums, especially gender. And there are people, according to GLAD, who are not women or men and GLAD calls them non-binary. Those people, how um, these people are also included with transgender men and women. But however, let's say for example, a transgender girl decides to apply to a women's college. Would she be accepted? Would she be denied? That really depends on the college. According to Vox News, 
Only 26 women's colleges openly admit some transgender women, and they began with Mills College in 2014. It really depends, because some of them will have really progressive ones to where all, all it takes is just checking a box next to female when it comes to gender. And But a few of them are more strict, well, where they're like, you need to have had surgery, and you have need to had, have had your gender changed legally to be accepted in those colleges. As far as the Seven Sisters goes, all of them have uh, the first policy where you just have to check the, you, have to, you just have to be female, you don't have to have any surgery or anything like that. But then, I mean, that begs the question too, what about trans men or non-binary people? Again, it also really just depends on the college. It, the trend seems to be that if you aren't a woman, i.e. you're not comfortable being referred to most female-related terms, like female, girl, she, woman, you're really unqualified to apply. There are a few women's colleges that are, like, really progressive and even accept anyone, but those are with the exception of cisgender men, or cisgender meaning non-transgender men, and Mount Holyoke is the one I believe that started it. So while not every women's colleges are not all women's colleges are accepting of this idea. A lot of them are, and it seems to be like a pattern that's keep, that keeps emerging here and there. And while we're on the topic of gender, it is known that women tend not to major in male-dominated fields, and one of those fields being the STEM field. So that kind of begs the question, do women's colleges help its female students succeed in the male world of STEM? Indirectly, it is true. According to the Women's College Coalition, Retention rates are higher in women's colleges than female students in co-ed colleges, and the same pattern exists for degree completion. Leaving STEM majors is not necessarily uncommon with just women, it's with all genders, you know? It's, it's a very logical, very difficult field, so obviously a lot of people are going to leave it. But when it comes to women's colleges, the women in those colleges leave it a lot less than their counterparts in their in their co-ed colleges. And like, just like sciencemag.com states, female colleges are 1.5 times as likely as their male counterparts to leave science, technology, engineering, and mathematics after taking their first course in the calculus series. That's what the research finds. This article references, this article references a 2016 study wherein women taking calculus 1 often had low self-confidence. Having a classroom full of women, however, that removes the idea that a woman cannot do um, any STEM-related courses because that's that's the only. Th oh wait, let me start over. Having a classroom full of women, however, automatically removes the idea that a woman cannot do STEM-related courses because, of course, they're all women, and a lot of these professors are actually women. So there's no excuse as far as thinking like, oh, I can't do STEM because all of your classmates are just like you in terms of gender. So. Keep in mind that if you're a woman out there, a co women's colleges are a worthwhile option for you and made me decide to look into it, especially if you're a STEM major. A woman-only space isn't always hurting men and women.